This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. As if it could not get more disastrous, we went one in four. And it was only your pick that was correct though you did stake your reputation on XM on the Texans, which I don't know why you thought that was a good bet. I really can't wrap my mind around how you could be confident that that was a good bet. Yeah, that should have been more 50-50 in hindsight, but let's let's not point more toward the... That took you off the Seahawks is who you wanted to bet. So <laughs> let's, right. to be fair, right. I mean, but yeah, it's just a bad... Bad week all around. I mean, we were on Denver, who not only got blown out, but blown out when Mahomes left the game. I mean, it doesn't get much worse. So uh, frustrating. And then the we also had the Jets. It's speaking of blowouts, yes, we had the yes, Jets. Yes, right, right. It couldn't be more on the worst side. Yeah, couldn't be more wrong on the side. Um, Niners frustrating because of that weather, too, but lost by half point. But, yeah, man, just not. And, hey, really bad week for you. The beat Chris List League, I beat you by like 80 points, too. So it was a, a rough one for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I had McCaffrey, Godwin, and Evans on the bench. So, yeah, I was expecting to lose that. I had Fuller in my lineup. That's sack. The first drive, he has to leave. He can't just depart in the fourth quarter. I knew he was going to eventually leave with a hammy. Anyway, you did what? So we also played in the Wavos League, and I had Mahomes, who was out after the first quarter, and I still smoked you by that 80 points. Okay, fair enough. All right. All right. Well, oh, I forget, failed to point that one out, but yes. fair I, I would have rather won the NFFC one, though, for the record. I, I don't really care. I mean, the, the Wavos one is fine. It's like 250 bucks each. But I would way rather have won the uh, NFFC one. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, it was a weird week throughout the industry or throughout whatever leagues uh, I'm in. Some super low scores and some super high scores. It was just seemed like an odd distribution. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, because there were like just a lot of total no-shows. And then there were like Marvin Jones going crazy, yeah. you know, and, a lot of people had him on the bench, but I said to people, you know, he scored four touchdowns, but he dropped the fifth. It was easy. And if you have him on your bench, just focus on that one. That, he <laughs> that was funny. I saw that. That was funny. So what, what, what do you got going on Liz? Uh We're going to get, we're going to get this shift righted or what? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know if we're going to get it righted right away. We're going to get it righted eventually. Like I, I'm kind of thinking this is the year and I don't want to jinx it, but I might as well. That we're just so bad, and then like those last three weeks, we go fifteen and zero, win the fifteen k. <laughs> and then we look back on it, we're like, not now, but yeah. we're like, look back on it, like God, we were so bad, but we we just figured it out in time. I mean, you know, I look at my my picks, and I got into it with uh, with Ted Bell in the being the book. Like, 
I know what I'm doing. I just am doing it wrong. Like I know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find the line where I really, really don't know which side I want to be on. And if I can find that number, then when the real number comes out, I know who I'm taking. And last year it worked really well. But this year, and maybe just because I haven't been doing well, I pick the number and then I see the actual number and I'm like, damn, I got it wrong immediately. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Like I picked the Colts at like six and a half and it's six and it moved down to five and a half. So I'm on the Colts, but I'm like, nah, Denver's the right play coming off that loss. 10 days rest. They're going to get it. You know, as soon as I see the line and then it puts me on the other side, I immediately doubt my pick. And then like this week already, like a bunch of the lines have moved away from my picks. So I'm like, I'm on the wrong side again. And it's weird because the whole point of setting your own lines is to, who cares what the market's doing? <clears throat> the whole point is to just discover that, that point where you've got the ideal line and you're 50-50. And if the market has it somewhere else, that's great. That means that you're getting value. But I never feel that way. I feel like, ah, oh, I've screwed it up. I, I'm, I'm wrong. I should have taken the other side. So either I've just lost confidence because I'm not doing well, or I'm not really dialing in where I'm 50-50 on. It's just that once you see the line, you can't unsee it. So you're like, I'm trying to. I set the lines like thinking where, you know, I really want to be on this team, but only to this point. And then if I, if it's above that point, I'm out. And then the line comes out. I'm like, ah, I should have made it two, two points over. Okay, so this is the week that you you tested the you made the spread from two weeks before, right? And you did really well, ten and two and two or something. Yeah, so I that's the other thing, right? So I set before week six, I set the lines for week seven. I just looked at the schedule, and they're very different than from my actual week seven lines because obviously I had more information. And I went five and nine against the spread in my week seven picks, but the ones that I set, the teams that they put me on would have gone 10 and two and then two of them were exactly on the line itself so i count those as, as pushes so i would have gone 10 two and two if i just stuck to the old ones that's pretty crazy right so obviously at minimum you're going to do you, you you should do that right did you do it again yeah i, I did the experiment again okay, but right two okay. things were wrong one is i when i did the the games i missed the eagles uh eagles bills so i don't have a line for that okay. and two i did it on friday after the chiefs and broncos played so those aren't really early lines because I've already seen, I already saw how they played. Gotcha. But you're at least going to try for the most part, follow along the game to keep, keep yeah, that experiment gonna, going for sure. Yeah. It's a test of recency bias. Like, do you have a yeah. lot of recency of course, bias? Yeah. Basically? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Interesting. Um, yeah. It's been a frustrating year for sure. Uh, yeah. I had a bad week against spread too. And uh, yeah, frustrating. What, um, what else do you have going on? Um, We wanted to record this yesterday. Your internet went down. You're traveling, or what's up? Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow morning till Monday, and I, you know, I I wanted to be done with editing today, and now I'm gonna have to edit. You know, right now it's like ten fifteen at night, so we're gonna finish this around eleven or whatever, and then I got to edit it, which takes like an hour plus to you know, especially when we start talking politics. I got to make sure that (laughs) the stuff I say isn't gonna get the pitchforks out completely. I mean, I don't mind if people are annoyed, but sometimes I'll say some things inartfully and I'll, I'll edit them down to more what I mean than what I said, you know? So I don't, I'm pretty careful. I'm, I'm not careful. Like I say controversial stuff, obviously, but I'm careful when I think, you know what, this is likely to be misinterpreted in a way that I did not intend. Whereas the stuff I say that's controversial, I intend it and there's no misinterpreting and I'll defend it. 
You know, I don't listen back, but I will say that you must be, I'm convinced you're the world's greatest editor because neither of us are in jail right now. So I'm just right. shocked that, that we both employed and uh, not right. in prison. So no, I, I, I'm a, good a judge. fantastic editor. So take your time. Absolutely. I have no argument there. Please continue to do what you've been doing. Yeah. I'm a good editor. I, <laughs> here's the thing. And I kind of feel bad. I read this thing and it's kind of true. And I hope I don't fall too much in this category. If you don't say anything controversial, nobody nobody's interested in what you have to say. But if you get too controversial, you get deplatformed or fired or whatever the, you know, whatever the operative way to deal with you is. So the, there's like a whole industry of people who make a living skating that edge, right? You have to be, say something a little bit, you know, that might piss some people off, but it can't be something that you can't defend basically, or that you couldn't defend if somebody took it and ran with it. You couldn't be like, no, I mean this and this is fine. And here's why. I think I've, I can do that, but I don't want it just to be a shtick, the shtick of mildly offending people and not getting fired. Right, right. Gotcha. So, all right, so your time crunch. All right, so what did you say you're going? Where, where, where are you going? No, I, w- I was just talking about the uh, – don't worry about it. It's not important. I'm going to uh, northern Portugal near the border with Spain. Gotcha. All right, sorry, sorry, Liz, what did I do? Did I, did I miss something? Yeah, you must have just checked out or, like, checked your email or something so you didn't hear what I said because your response was a non sequitur. Sorry, my bad. Sorry. It's no big deal. I did, right, it, I did it the other day with Dre on. He was like, he was talking about how Ben Simmons can't shoot free throws. And maybe, you know, Jeff was like, well, maybe he's worked on him. He's like, yeah, you might have. And I said, I mean, I can't think of any example of anybody who's bad at shooting free throws and got, or bad at shooting and free throws, like Rondo or any of those guys. Right. And then suddenly got better. And then I like spaced out for a second. And Dre must have said Andre Drummond got a lot better free throws. So right. I said, yeah, man, I can't think of any example. Like Rondo, whatever. He's like, yeah, Andre Drummond. <laughs> he said it again. And I felt bad because I always scold Jeff and you for doing that. All right. My bad. My bad. Okay, I'm here. I'm sorry. Speaking of which, I just recorded an hour-long pod with, with Barons about all about hoops. Uh, it started last night pretty fired up. I'm actually going to go to the Warriors' first game, Chase Center, tomorrow night. Uh, I take it you didn't watch much or you're not super excited, but it was a couple good games last night. And the season's really intriguing, you know, with my Warriors, for once, not prohibitive favorites. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a good season. I, I would watch. It's just, you know, it's not like I cover it for work. So then it's like, well, I also want to watch Benfica. I want to get into Portuguese soccer. I just can't get around to it. I think part of it is because I'm so sick of sitting on the couch watching NFL at the end of Sunday. Like I do six hours, seven hours. And I don't even do it as long as most people now or as long as I used to. And I'm so sick of sitting in front of the TV that I just don't want to put on more TV sporting events. And especially if it's like Benfica, the NBA I could do because I could kind of like half pay, you know, like work and do something while it was on. But like Benfica, where I have to like pay attention to understand it, like I haven't ordered it because, you know, sporting Benfica, the local Portuguese soccer league, because like I just don't want to be like sitting on a couch watching more sports right now. Yeah, I know. Also, the NBA just overlaps with the NFL season. It's it's very tough, like for people that are deep in the NFL. I heard your, you said, I think on XM show, you're not even in any fantasy leagues. And if you can't play DFS, then obviously, yeah, what are you going to do? Watch sport for the love of the game? I mean, of course, you got to have some skin in the game. So I get it uh, totally. I I did a RotoWire um, NF uh, BKC league, uh, whatever one of those one one of those leagues. Tuesday morning, pretty happy with my team and pretty pretty ready, fired up for the season. Too bad Zion gets hurt immediately. Just such a bummer. Is going to be a unique talent. Can't couldn't wait to watch him. But um, yeah, it should be fun with the LA teams. And I tweeted out my season predictions and uh. Fired up to go to the Warrior game tomorrow night. But um, 
it should be fun in Portugal. What are you going to do over there? Your, your, your other, your other house, your other, your second home. No, no, no. That's, uh, that's where we were last week. You know, this is just like a trip. Uh, we're going to a hotel, some friends of ours, the people whose wedding it was in France. They're coming oh, okay. to hang out. They're like Heather's best friend. So I was going to say out. close. Yeah. Yeah. She was super close. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you could. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll make this one short and sweet and hopefully make it. Uh, we'll well, see I got a bunch of topics though. You know, we're, we're starting out right, with really boring stuff, stuff you know, yeah, like the Warriors. Go, there's nothing go, more go. boring than you talking about going to the Warriors game. I have to say they that's go. like the least go. interesting thing or my trip to Portugal with the people we went to the wedding with. Then talk, go. All right. I was just, I was just getting to it. If you're paying attention. So a couple things last week we handicapped, or maybe it was two weeks ago. I think it was last week. We handicapped the democratic race. There's some interesting developments, but I don't want to handicap it anymore. You know, there's a thing in physics where you measure something and it actually changes the location or changes properties of the thing you're measuring. And I feel like it's the same thing. Like if you start saying, well, he's going to win and she's not going to win or she might win. It's just, as soon as you do that, you're putting your thumb on the scale and the handicapping, it's not only pointless, but it's also, I just think it's, it's bad. Just vote for the person you think you want. I'm not handicapping that thing. I mean, that makes sense. That's fair. I won't ask you anymore. That, that, that's a fair thing to not even put that out there. To not even, yeah, to not like even as soon as you say someone's going to win, someone's going to lose, you start changing. It's like, not like I'm important, but just as a matter of principle, the Kantian act only on that maxim you would will to be a universal law. Okay, so no more other, you're crazy for your Biden takes. No, no more from that. All right, fair. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll say like Biden has no chance because he's such a tool. I don't care about him. But like, I don't want to get into like, well, I think this person and maybe I, I this yeah. So, um, Another couple things that happened. We never. T- I, I told you I had stuff. I was thinking about LeBron trying to like get get Daryl Morey in trouble or, or talking shit about Daryl Morey. I don't, I don't want to get into the whole thing because we did it, the whole Steve Kerr thing a couple weeks ago. And I, of course, LeBron's American and he can talk about whatever the hell he wants. But I just think it's in his interest. He just he's just not. That's just not his thing. I really don't think he's a terrible guy or he wants to shut up Daryl Morey in any real way. I just think he's just like hasn't thought it through should not have gone there and just it's just not his uh area of expertise let's say normally he is well thought of and, and doesn't speak unless he thinks about it but that was horrible yeah totally i don't know what he was i just think I, I, I you know i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt you know i don't i could be wrong you know maybe he's a total fascist and just wants the money but i'm just thinking you know what that's a stupid thing to say and it just there's no good you're doing yourself for saying yeah. that for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. I mean, no, I don't know what I don't know what he was doing with that. You know, and then he's been all silent since and yeah, bad. He just, fumbled it. It's the worst. Just keep doing, just keep doing the Burger King commercials or whatever. I got yeah, on him like ten years ago for that. I ripped him ten years ago for that. I was like, dude, why are you selling Burger King to people? Like, you're so rich. Like, you don't need the money. Like, you really want more people to eat Burger King? You know, people say, "Ah, oh, well, come on, they're going to eat it anyway." It's like, "Oh yeah, then why are they paying LeBron ten mil to do it? If it's not going to move the needle, they wouldn't be paying him." I, I, again, I, I think anyone should be allowed to legally to do whatever the hell they want. But yeah, Peyton Manning selling Oreos, right? I mean, yeah, Peyton yeah. Manning. It's like, why are you doing that? Oreos are a scourge. Trans fats, seed oils, artificial everything. It's terrible for kids. Like you're super rich. Why are you? Why are you hawking Oreos? Like, don't you have like any self respect? They just don't give a shit. Their agents like, here, here's a good gig. It's easy money. Don't you care? They don't care. The answer is quite obviously no. I do not care. Right. Like, there's so much autoimmune disease, so much cancer, diabetes, all that shit. Like, it's terrible for you. And 
Mm-hmm. You know, but people are just like, ah, fuck it. You know, we can make some money. It's a free country. I can, I can do this. Yeah, you should be allowed to. I mean, legally, I can see how they're all just so cynical at this point that they're like, fuck it. This is where our money's so, coming from. So what should athletes do just because they have enough money so they should just turn – I mean, because obviously the – should they do like endorsements for – they could just find lesser – Yeah. So – You know, they just find lesser – So I have to do these reads on XM. I have to do these reads right. on XM. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this one for this toothbrush. I should get it for this podcast. We're too small probably. But anyway, this is a toothbrush called Quip. And like they sent oh, yeah, me some I've heard free, of it. I've heard of it. They sent me some free shit, right? They should pay me for this because I'm going to say something nice about them. And like I don't give a shit about these companies. You know, it's just stuff we read. But like they sent me it and it's actually good. And they keep sending me refills, so I use it. And I don't pay for those electric. You know, I don't pay for a toothbrush. It's oh. free. <laughs> they send me this stuff. So we have to do a read for it. But I don't mind doing a read for it because it's a toothbrush. Like, you know, it's an electric toothbrush. It works pretty well. It's pretty good. Maybe it'll cause cancer in 10 years. I don't know. But it's, so far as I can tell, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. So, like, things like that, you can still advertise products, right? Those products uh, are... Yeah, two different things, too. And, and well, these are two separate things. He, someone outwardly going and, you know, going for an endorsement deal versus you, though. But the next question would definitely be, would you read something that you didn't believe in, though, for, like, XM yeah, I didn't, or whatever? I didn't read the Burger King hot dog ad. Who the hell would want to eat a hot dog at Burger King? I didn't do it. I refused. Poor so you Jeff, did I refuse it. Oh, okay. I did All refuse right, okay. to read. I said, I just don't believe okay. in it. You know, I don't, I don't want to be promoting that. Okay. But, you know, I, I'm not like totally scrupulous all the time. I mean, I'm sure I've read some crap. We right. used to do these uh, ring.com raids that was now bought by Amazon. Ring.com is like surveillance, dude. It's like anyone who oh, gets you man. coming and going, anyone you're now Amazon has it. It's like, surve- it's like a police state type of thing. And we were doing those reads and we were actually joking about it. We were like, we were all the things you could do to somebody with a ring.com camera. That's Drop like a cage man. around them and put them in a prison, you know, right outside your house. Dig a, drop them into a, you know, have a trap door open beneath them and drop them into a alligator pit. You know, we would were, we were joke about it on the air, but you know, we're joking about it, but that shit is police state shit. So I've done some unscrupulous reads myself, but yeah, like a, I'm saying there's plenty of products like a toothbrush that who cares? A watch. Does Brady, Brady doesn't do like Oreos and shit. He does the TB12. Yeah, I can't think of Brady doing anything like that off the top of my head. So, all right, a couple other things before we get to these games and we'll do one thing at the end. I had an idea that I threw up on XM. Instead of wild card based on record or tiebreakers, how about most net points? So you have four divisions in the NFC, four divisions in the AFC, and just like in a fantasy league, the next two teams that qualify are the best net point differential among the non-division winners. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I always do my last spot in fantasy points uh, scored. I mean, these are a little different, but sure, that makes that makes sense. Well, I mean, schedule would come in, so teams would be playing at the end of games. I guess more it factor in some in some unintended consequences. I'm trying to think oh, the, of the but, point um, spreads would get a lot bigger. Everybody would be playing their best players as much as possible. Yeah. They'd be running up the score every game. They'd be defending every game. I mean, every yeah. every single point would count. Yeah, maybe those be intended and consequences. Actually. You yeah. might even like risk. You know, a lot of times teams trade clock for score for margin of victory. They might be up twenty, and they'll let the other team in a prevent right. get bullshit right. stats, and then you'll be going against some guy in garbage time, and they'll just be playing this prevent. But if they had net points, everyone would be playing their real defense all the time. So like there there'd be it'd be way more it'd be way less like all the stats would be way less noisy because they'd be way less game dependent. You know, the stats would just be you'd be trying full yeah. force all game long, most of it. Who was it? Bortles would put up like all of his stats in the fourth yeah. quarter on or whatever. He wouldn't even have been out of the league sooner because he would have had no stats. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I think it'd be oh. I think it'd be a fun way to do it. 
Super fun. Yeah, no, I like it. I'm on board. I like it. Definitely. That's a good one, Liz. All right. Other topic I had was that the NFL needs an update, that it was a very successful, great game from 1950-ish. I mean, I know it started like 1920, but 1950-ish to 2003, 2005. I don't know whenever you want to say. And now technology has screwed it up. It's just like, you know, it needs an update. It's just like the founders of the NFL, just like the founders of government or whatever, they don't necessarily expect the, they don't know what technology is going to be there 50 years later when they make the rules. And there needs to just be a huge update in the rules. Cut the penalties by 75%. Those like illegal shift and all that stuff, just forget it. You know how they let like a, um, like if you're, they don't call a delay of game if you snap it like within a second after the clock goes to zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like if a guy moves a little bit and it doesn't really affect the play, just don't call it. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's going crazy over the Kenny Galladay they reviewed over and over. He caught this ball. His thumb, his toenail was out of bounds. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I just watched one of the greatest catches live. Like these guys work their asses off. Like, come on, man. Just like let the play go. Like, like what is happening? Like, yes, every little thing. Yeah, and just like it, it should have to be egregious, the penalty for it to be called. The, the idea, you can't get it perfect. You know, if you optimize for getting everything right, you're very suboptimal for a watchable game. And aren't we kind of proving that point in an ugly way now? Maybe it's necessary, but that the fact that 98% of the PI reviews are just getting overturned, you know, staying, I mean. Yeah, well, they're just doing that because they wanted that to be only in the most egregious cases. And so they're basically saying, like, it's just like a weapon that they have in reserve in case the Saints-Rams thing happens again. It's not even something they want to uh, use. Okay. But it's also yeah. misleading because it costs timeouts, it costs challenges. Right, you know, right. Coaches now, they don't want to do it. I just think it's a technological issue where the game was perfect for the 20th century tech and the 21st century, it's broken and they have to update it or, you know, maybe it's not updatable. Maybe this game, the way it's played is obsolete, you know, and, and then, okay, well, fine. You know, that's a good run it had. It was very powerful, made a lot of money, gave a lot of people a lot of happiness. Either that or they got to adapt. It's, this is a broken product. And I know like people like me and you were like lifers with the shit but I can't imagine like young people watching this product and being like, Oh yeah, I want to get, I want this product. That, you know, that's all fair. And what's your solution though is, is the, is first and well, the first thing is the penalty. Penalties. Just yeah. Get rid of all of them. The second thing is chipping the ball. So that just things like yeah. the four, you know, whether someone crossed the goal line or all that, you know, all that stuff is just immediate. We're not sitting here waiting for reviews. The reviews have to go. I mean, there should be like two reviews a game max. You know, the reviews have to go. This lawyering and these morons they bring in who are like, I was a rough, and here's what I think. It's like, dude, no one cares about that. It's tangential. I talked about this on the XM show. So I get into a fight with your wife, and you never do, but I do. And you're arguing about something that you disagree on, and then you start, the argument devolves into tangential stuff, and you're arguing about the tangential thing now. And like, there's no point, because no matter whether she's right or you're right about the tangential thing, it's not relevant to the actual thing that you were trying to disagree, that you were disagreeing about that you need to make a decision on. And that's exactly what it's like. You're actually trying to see two teams fight over a, a bunch of territory, the grass and the field. And they're fighting over that. And now we're arguing about some bullshit technicality with some douchebag who's like the referee expert guy. And we're like, wait, we're, we're discussing something totally tangential to the game itself. So yeah, that's, that's gotta go. So that's another thing. Yeah, no, the chip, the chip in the ball and robot umps just seems so inevitable and just so obvious fixes. Like I just so, so I don't know why that hasn't happened in both, but whatever. 
And then the last thing, and we'll, we'll save the politics for the end because I got a, a quick thing on that after we do the games quickly. I heard about this in uh, East Coast Offense, but basically I saw this tweet, and this guy was saying, I don't know if you saw this, but he's saying that at the average starting running back over the last 10 years has averaged like 4.5 yards per carry, 4.5 something. And the average backup running back has averaged like 4.4 something. It was like 0.1 yards different. And that was his argument for why running backs don't matter. The average starter, the average backup, basically barely any difference between their yards per carry. Did you, did you catch this or not? Is this the first time? I did. I was going to bring it up. You brought this up in your East Coast offense, right? Yeah. And like, He's like, oh, case closed. Obviously, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> it's like, it's such a bad argument that the average, that, that just means running backs don't matter. Because obviously, like most of the guys that are near the average, which is most of the players in the NFL, are by definition average, and it really doesn't matter which one you have. They're very replaceable. But that doesn't say anything about the good players or the great players. Clearly, their average is way above the backups. That's just a stupid argument. And then it was a stupid argument, not, not because I want to debate so much whether running backs matter right now, but just that whenever you use the mean to say something about the entire population, like these don't matter because the average doesn't matter, that's a terrible argument. It, it's, say, you know, there's the Nassim Taleb quote that I put in the, the column, which is, never cross a river that's on average four feet deep. And you see why that's obvious, why the average depth of four feet is... Why? No problem. You can just walk easily. I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. It won't, it's average four feet. I'm fine. You know, the river's two miles wide, but it's average four feet. We're good. It's the same thing, right? It's like you, you can't tell something about the entire population just by the average. And so, but you, you see these guys making these arguments all the time. And it happens in like public policy too. They use an average and they say, okay, so that's, that settles that. And it sounds persuasive. Like when you read it first, you're like, yeah, wow. Starter backup, same average. Who cares? It's a, it's a terrible argument. And uh, anyway, I just, I just pointed that out and that, that those kind of arguments are always, uh, they're common and you should be on the lookout for them. No, it was good. And it's, uh, you're right, because it does sound persuasive. It is. How information is presented to you, especially when they're presented by smart people. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it could, be, it could be persuasive. All right, so I'm going to do a tight 25 minutes on the Warriors before we get, and then we'll get to these games. Yes. But, um, all right, okay, so what have we got? A Thursday nighter. You're up here. So Redskins plus, Redskins 16. plus 16 at Vikings. I, I took the points here. I mean, what a ugly game. I'll be going to the, I'll be going to the Warriors game and actually miss this, this, this football game. So it's a, I picked a decent one to miss. So who, who do you got? Yeah. Same thing. Plus 16. I made it 13 and a half. I don't really care about that game. All right. Giants plus seven at Lions. Man, Lions really disappointed me last week, but uh, I'm taking the points here. Giants getting the full seven too. I like the Giants better as dogs like this. Give me them. I made him six and a half, so I'm taking the Giants too. You know, last week I was pissed because I really liked the Vikings, but I made a nutless line of pick them, thinking, oh, the, the Lions will be a mild favorite. I'll be in the Vikings, and the Vikings were a mild favorite. I was on the Lions, and I just didn't make an aggressive enough line. So, so it's cousin, well, hold on, hold on. Just those, speaking of the, those last two games, is Cousins good or, or bad or, or great? I mean, what's up? <laughs> I think Cousins is really good. He's really solid. He's really good. He reminds me of Drew Bledsoe, like peak Drew Bledsoe. Like, he's really good when he had protection and cannot improvise when the protection breaks down. So he's just really team-dependent, protection-dependent. But when it's there, he's good. He throws a good ball. He's got a good arm. He's accurate. So, yeah, man. Man, stats like him, too. They're, that Minnesota team I've been wrong about, they're, they're really good. That, the NFC is suddenly, like, deep. The Packers, yeah. I mean, obviously, Niners, Saints. All right, what's next, Liz? Bucks plus two and a half at Titans. 
Yeah, it's less than the three, so I, I took the Titans in the home. I mean, Tannehill, I, I think people are overrating, but the YPA so far is pretty eye-popping. Stark, Davis, Brown, and, and DFS and all that. Yeah, I, I took the Titans, but I have a bad feeling about it. It's sort of like the sucker play. Like, oh, Tannehill's like good. I'm going to go take the Titans. That's genius. You know, like Stay away from me, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Chargers plus four at Bears. This one, I took the Chargers plus four, and I and I regret it already. I feel like I'm going to be wrong on it. Me too. Just stay away from me. <laughs> me stay too. away from me. I took it. This is what I'm saying. I take the pick. I make the pick, and I'm like, no, nah, I shouldn't have done that. They just lost uh, another guard. You know, they lost Mike Pouncey and Russell Okung. So they're, they're down two, and they just lost another guard. Forest Lamp, right? Yeah. Now they're in the dark woods without Forest Lamp. So it's, uh, it's not good. No, this would be the week the Bears get it right. I mean, maybe this Bears team really is that bad. Maybe they are and, like, you know, 3 and 13 or something. And imagine like you lose your third offensive lineman, then you go against the team that has one strength is just crushing yeah. your quarterback. Yeah. Like Khalil Mack or, is going to sack Rivers like 11 times himself. All right. But I got, I had the Chargers too. You see, I immediately I was like, no, that's wrong. Yeah, All right. Seahawks minus three and a half at Falcons. It's a bullshit line. I made it six and a half. I didn't know about Ryan. You know, it's this is kind of a gift line. We, it should be like minus seven without Ryan. We don't know. Yeah, when it playing. came, it came out at three and a half right away. That just I just assumed that they knew Ryan was going to play in Vegas. Knew more because yeah. then it word, word leaked then that you know it's not so serious or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. At three and a half, I will lay the points here. Even though I am telling you, yeah, the Seahawks, you know, they weren't as good as you expected last week in Baltimore. This Atlanta team is just direct, dreadful. They're garbage. So, yeah, yeah. That defense yeah. won't slow down the, the Seahawks. All right, here's my best bet. Jets plus six at Jaguars. I took the Jets as my best bet. All in. Go all in after that ugly game in Monday night. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'll take the points here. I think Minshew's good. And, but, yeah, Jaguars are trading their best player. So, I mean, it's not exactly like they're all in. Too many points here. Right. And it's just, I mean, it's horrible. I, I can't believe I made the Jets my best bet. They'll probably just get <laughs> absolutely annihilated. But I've got a silver lining. If Darnold's terrible again, then at least that makes me feel good. All right. Eagles plus one and a half at Bills. Yeah, I would use this one. Eagles, maybe I'm just donkeys keep going back to the well. With, the Eagles with Philly, suck, and we keep betting. I, I know, but I expect them to be. I think they're the better team, and the Bills are a little bit, obviously not as good as the record indicates. So uh, I like, I like the Eagles here. But again, I'm probably donkeys again. I'd, I'd use them. I'd use them. But I know mean, it's like, oh yeah, they're not even getting the full three. And like, who are who are the Eagles to like be like not getting the full three against a four and one or five and one team? Right. All right. Bengals plus thirteen against the Rams. What do you got here? I laid the wood. I just think the Bengals are that bad. I didn't love it, though. I think so. the Rams have a pretty good defense. I could see a backdoor cover here, though. I laid the, the points, but don't feel strong. I took the Bengals, but feel nothing, and I'm not, I would never use them. All right, how about this? Cardinals plus 9.5 at the Saints. Uh, yeah, I like the Saints. I'm actually strongly considering pivoting that and using them in Survivor you know, as opposed to Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, I like the Saints. The Cardinals won three in a row. It's been against, against really bad teams. Saints are due for a letdown at some point, but uh, I'd say Bridgewater starts and give me the Saints. I'd even use it even. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I could see it. Broncos plus six at Colts. I made it six and a half, so I'm on the Colts, but the Broncos dealt away Emmanuel Sanders, so it's maybe they're sort of packing it in, but I don't know. I felt immediately wrong when I saw the real line at six. I'm like, ah, I'm on the Colts. Oh, you're on the Colts. Oh, no, give me the points here. But, boy, that was brutal watching Joe Flacco. One of the worst things is watching that game against the Chiefs. That was just brutal over well, and over. the defense played like it was nastiest defense I've ever seen. We all know the Chiefs defense sucks. But, you know, it's 11 dudes on 11 dudes. Those guys are crushing through the line every single play. 
Yeah, I took the points here, but the Colts say that you're right. I was really foolish, looked foolish last week, and it hurt me in my season-long bet with you and the Texans, and yeah, my reputation, everything. I keep going against the Colts to my detriment. Um, all right, what's next? Yeah, you're on the ropes with that uh, two to one, and you're lucky I didn't yeah. get the full odds. I know, I know that that was a huge game going head to head. Yeah. Uh, okay, Raiders and Raiders plus six and a half at Texans. Who are you taking here? I'll take the points again back to the well with, with the Raiders. That game was closer than it looked. Ah, that fumble at the goal line was annoying. Yeah. Give me the They points. hung Give in the Green points. Bay. Like the Raiders, they're, they're not that bad. Tyrell Williams back. Um, Jacobs is a real running back, too. And my boy yeah. Foster Moreau hit pay dirt. Yeah, uh, he did. So yeah, I'll take the points. And uh, Darren Waller, I got him in this one league. He's, he's crushing it. He may be, is ball. he the number one tight end? He's a baller. I mean, better without Kelsey. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a real argument. Yeah. I mean, Kittle, Kittle's so good, but they use him kind of. Oh, uh, they don't throw it nearly enough. Yeah. Hooper would be the other argument, really. Yeah, I think. Hooper, Hooper, Waller, Kittle. Maybe your boy Kelsey, Ingram. Ertz. But he hasn't even been treated at all. Huh? And, and Hunter Henry, those six. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Panthers plus five. Oh, Gerald Everett. Sorry, you forgot Gerald Everett's name. Oh, Gerald Everett. I know you're going to win that. <laughs> you might win that bet. That's crazy, right? I'm going to win the Texans bet. So funny. Love it. That, those are good bets. Olsen and Everett, those are good picks by us. Like, those are like, you know, even, you know, even though I think Everett, and it's pretty close right now because Everett did nothing for like four games, but those are good late, late tight ends to have. Oh, yeah. That was a great bet. It's fun. Yeah. yeah it's really funny. So the only thing we got right all year. So Panthers plus five and a half and Niners. Oh, Niners. Yeah. Uh, I made it my best bet again. That's too much, man. It's disrespect. Last week was a, that was silly, the weather, but um, I, I guess. Carolina is, um, are they coming off a bye? Actually, yeah, they they're last, pretty good. But they last played in, in London, though. Um, yeah, pretty, yeah, Carolina's good, but I, I took the Niners, too. I think this is the Kyle Allen exposed game, like where waiting the Niners get to him yeah. and they beat up on him, and then Cam Newton comes back next week or two. Yeah, no, give me the Niners. I feel like they're better than three points or two and a half points better. Okay. And then Browns plus 13 at Patriots. Um, I did lay the wood here, man. I just admitting that I was just so wrong in the Browns at offensive line. Just, well, just whatever the the reasoning. Maybe I'm just wrong on Mayfield, the coaching, uh, uh, and the, the New England defense is so good. So I laid the wood. I took the points. I made it like eleven and a half. The Patriots are good, but man, thirteen. It's they could lot. kill them. They could kill them. Now, the Browns are not really. The Browns are capable of a total clunker, but they're. I don't Couple know. things. I, I'm really. I really don't know about the Patriots. Like. They're obviously a really good team, and their defense is really good, but they've played like the worst of the worst. When they beat the Browns, I'll probably be saying that next week, like Mayfield's terrible. That doesn't count. And they're going to play like Brissett and beat him up. Actually, they don't play the Colts, but they're going to play. They play the Texans, the Chiefs, with Mahomes probably back. They play the Texans, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Cowboys like for the next five weeks. So I think we'll we'll get our answer then. I, they're obviously very good, but... You could not play worse teams. The Jets twice, Miami, the Giants without their players, Washington. They played the only team that's even halfway decent was the Bills, and they looked terrible against the Bills. And then the uh, and they somehow won it and block punt touchdown or whatever. And then they beat the Steelers, and that looked impressive. And then the next week, Ben Roethlisberger just left because his arm wasn't working. So it's a couple things. Too bad that Josh Gordon can't do his revenge game against the Browns. Right. You see, he just got put he's out for the season yeah. right before we started recording this. So, so it's interesting the Sanu trade versus Emmanuel Sanders pumped to, to bring on Emmanuel in San Francisco. But I guess Sanu's contract moving forward and his, he's created some separation 
uh, and whatnot. But uh, interesting moves there. Uh, can you guess the Patriots' uh, touchdown interception ratio allowed on defense this year? Well, they've had like one. I know the Giants threw a touchdown, like one to thirteen or something. Yeah, one to eighteen. That is 18. wild, dude. Holy shit. One to 18. Mark Sanchez really stepped on the gas with the, with the four this week. What is this wild, man? All right. So we're different on a couple here. Not, not, not that many. I think actually we might be on the Sunday night one. We're different too here. Uh, Packers minus four and a half at Chiefs. I held my nose and took the points, but you're, you're all over Green Bay here. I made it seven and a half. Like I, I thought Green Bay is good. Like they, they pass blocks so well. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers again. He's the guy. They may have Devontae Adams back. We don't know yet. And the Chiefs defense, I just can't buy that one game. Like, I just don't think that's who they are. And Matt Moore is going to have to move the ball against a good Packers defense. So I I laid the wood. Uh, Maybe it's crazy. Uh, It's a big line. But I think the Packers are actually really good. They might be. I know I kind of just thought they were one, just uh, they might be because right? it, it stands to reason that their offense would take a while to to take. You know, LeFleur is going to take. Well, it's like they're going to click right away. So you could be right. I don't know about this Mahomes chatter about him possibly playing. But well, if he plays, Reed, obviously, I hate obviously Reed, X, Packers X, plus plus three at a minimum. You know, I mean, they should be getting points. Right. But if there's like an 8% chance of that happening, it's, you know, it's, it's what I'm saying. I'm locked in this line here, but right. still Andy Reid, the extra time to prepare and their defense did look better the last time they played. So I could see the Packers, you know, getting out of Dodge after looking so good last week with a three or four point win, but that's fine. This is a stay away from me though. Um, Monday night, uh, man, I actually like, am I crazy or do I like getting 14 and a half points? You know, we, we were on the Dolphins, I believe, two weeks ago. We said we should have been last week, and we weren't. Uh, this feels like another should be. 14 and a half against Mason Rudolph. I'm not. I'm scared to use the Steelers in Survivor a little bit, not just for the pot odds deal, but also Ryan Fitzpatrick. What do you think? Yeah, uh, Fitzpatrick is definitely, like, serviceable. Steelers defense is good, but you can see them being a little flat in a game like this. And all it takes is just it, the game to get ugly. You know, the Steelers are thrown at James Conner. That's their only receiver. And the Dolphins. They were in that game in Buffalo. They were yeah, in that and, game. And the Dolphins defend, you know, the, against those little dump off screen passes, which obviously they're seeing the film. They better get the ball to Juju or somebody because that dink and dunk stuff, I mean, it could easily become just a 6 3, 10 6 game in the third quarter. And you're like, you know, and then you realize the Steelers just don't have that extra gear. They don't have that guy who can like take the top off the defense, that quarterback who can light him up. They don't have it. And they're like, all right, well, the Steelers' defense is better, but you know, it's just a drive here, uh, roughing the passer there. It's all it takes. I hear you, man. They're they're a little they're a little risky. Yeah, Mark Walton and Devontae Parker aren't fucking around. I'm calling it right here. Dolphins are going to win Monday night, first win. All right. I like it. I like it. I took the points too. I don't think they're going to win, but I took the points. (laughs) All right. right. So who we got here? We got the jets um, and Niners. I want to use. So Eagles or or? Niners. We got to see what the Seahawks line is. Okay. It'll probably Uh, be like seven though. Jets, Niners, Eagles, fuck it. Dolphins, Jets, Dolphins, Eagles. You want to do G men? Sure, sure. Why agonize over it, dude? There's nothing to agonize yeah. over. We agonized over nope. it before. It didn't do us any good. Done. That's right. Done Giants, and done. Jets and Dolphins. Wow, that's some garbage. Eagles <gasps> and Niners. That's a beautiful thing right there. All right. I like so it. Put those in. Lock it in. I don't care. All right, cool. All right. Locked. Locked in. All right. Done and done. All right. Cool. Um, 
All right, I don't have too much of that stuff. You see, did you hear about that Dutch family that was, uh, they were like living a decade in a, in a basement from like a 67 year old man was holding like six, five people hostage. They called children, but they're like 18 to 25 years old. It's wild. They didn't know like the outside world existed. That's not good, man. That's just bad. That's a bad story. Absolutely crazy, dude. Yes, check that out. It's just developing. There's no, no one really knows exactly. this kind of stuff. You, you're glad those people spent that decade there just so you could be excited about the story. <laughs> just so this, this story existed a possible No, it is 10 seconds of the podcast is worth the decade of their time. Oh, come on. No, this guy, he, he meandered into a bar and was like disheveled and like hadn't, he's like, I hadn't seen a, hadn't got a haircut and a barber in nine years. It turns out he's 25 years old. And after he had a couple beers, he started talking and a bunch of police found, yeah, there were him and his, his four siblings were living in a, in a, in a crazy compound where the 67 year old man had rented from people for, for years, a decade. It's, it's pretty wild, but, uh, and that beer must have tasted I, I was, good though. The beer was delicious. He probably didn't take many to get a little buzz going either. Yeah. Um, also, Peaky Blinders was good. I binged that. That's a, it's a fun show on Netflix. And then Watchmen, my wife told me to watch. I'm not really a super uh, comic book guy, but it's not really a comic book type show. Lindelof, the lost guy, did it. HBO, the, the season premiere. I would recommend it. I liked it. Um, yeah, I and, saw uh, some of Peaky Blinders. I saw probably five or six episodes a couple years ago, a year ago, the, the first season. It's all right, but it's just all the same shit, dude. I want to say something. I got a little bit of rant about TV. Okay. When the Sopranos came on HBO, it was like the coolest thing ever. It was this is so good. You could not believe how good it was. And Six Feet Under had its ups and downs, but there were some really good seasons. And they had The Wire. Like, like the Wire is like the greatest thing ever. And then Breaking Bad, Mad Men, it's like the golden age of TV. These shows were so original. Nobody was doing this kind of stuff. It was all like completely original. And then like there's so many knockoffs. So like you're sitting here with like I saw Boardwalk Empire a few years ago, like all of them. This is like another version of something else. And then like this Peaky Blinders is like another version of Boardwalk Empire. It's all like there's the one gang and there's the other gang and this guy's like a super badass, but then he has to kill this other guy, but this other guy kills. It's just like another version of the same fucking thing. And it's just like, you remember when Pulp Fiction came out in 1993? You're probably just a child at the time, but... Oh, that, of course. I was blown away. In my, I saw it in the yeah. theater, dude. I'm not that yeah. young. Okay. So it like blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. This is such a... This is like the sickest thing ever. But then those like knockoff, like things to do in Denver when you're dead type movies started coming out afterward. Like it was like, oh, it's kind of this crazy, quirky, yeah. goofy yeah. dialogue and like absurd murder stuff. Like people get killed, but it's like absurd too at the same time and funny and goofy. They just all just came out in that genre and they were all pretty much bad. They were just, they were just like, oh, Pulp Fiction was popular. Let's, let's do a few more of those. And that's all the shit I see. It's like all the same shit. It's all derivative. It, it's like they came out with this stuff. You know, 10 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, and it was genius. It was like a new thing. Someone's got to come up with a new thing. Game of Thrones, I'll give it that. That thing was pretty, pretty new. It wasn't like what was going on already. But like, there needs to be some innovation. This Peaky Blinders shit, I saw like six. It was good. It was fine. Like the, it, it was well done, like well acted. Everything was like believable. But so what? What's the fucking thing? It's the same thing. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with you about it. The golden era of TV is, is, is right is behind us. And Peaky Blinders, I'll just say, is a nice BBC show. Tom Hardy's entertaining. It's just six episodes each season, so you can jam through them. And I watch a lot of TV, and a lot of it's just in the background. But no argument for me here that it's going to be some must-watch. That you uh, same with Watchmen. It seems like a entertaining show. But uh, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm not going to going to fight over either of those for sure. I it definitely list. So you got to find the new thing, the new medium, the new way to do it. Something mind blowing. Game of Thrones is pretty mind blowing. 
Game of Thrones was definitely dip. Yeah, no, yeah. What is there? And there's going to be a million knockoffs and, and derivatives. And, yeah, and, and, but like, and some yeah, of, of that course, too. of course. Yeah, that's that's going to be the next thing for sure. As you're talking about that, there's going to be a ton of that and down the pike. Um, all right, man. Good stuff. What about uh, what about politics? So I just want to talk about the Tulsi Gabbard thing because I like Tulsi Gabbard and Hillary Clinton called her a Russian plant, which is so crazy with no evidence. To that. say that, like, yes. It's like a, a treason, right? Like if she, she's a sitting congressperson and a military active military and you're like, help you like are an agent of Russia, you'd be, the penalty would be death. So you're, you're accusing somebody of a capital offense basically, right? With no evidence. And, but it, backfired so spectacularly because you know nobody really knows who Tulsi is like I do and you do but like most people you know they know who like Joe Biden is but the thing was it gave Tulsi cover to just go after her and she just said you know you're the queen of the warmongers and your policies have been disastrous for the US and things like Bernie doesn't say that to Hillary Clinton none of the other people who are basically fighting the corruption and the things that the Hillary Clintons, her and her husband and the people like her have wrought, including Donald Trump. Like they, they created Trump because Trump is not going to win unless you have corruption and ineptitude in the democratic party. And to be able to take that on directly in the democratic party, that was a huge thing. Nobody in the party, not AOC by name called it out ever. Not Bernie, nobody, not Warren, definitely not Warren. And to me, that's a game changer because now it's legitimate. She doesn't have to just be like, you know, the, if you just were to call out Hillary without provocation, people would be like, you're, you're terrible. You're helping the Republicans. You're going to make Trump win. You know, you're breaking unity. But because Hillary drew first blood, she had license to go off. And now they've got a real problem. Like in the first debate, Tulsi absolutely annihilated Kamala Harris. She was like, well, you put people in jail for smoking weed and for truancy. And Kamala Harris had no rebuttal because it's true. And this other stuff is true. So it's a total game change. And I just, I just think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty crazy when you can, you know, because at a certain point, you know, Bernie, someone's got to ask Bernie, like, Hey, is Hillary the queen of the warmongers? You know, like, are they the war party? And then the truth is going to, that's the truth that should never have come out. Hillary needed to be the responsible elder statesman that did everything right for the very dignified Obama and just that story. And the world's a tough place and, you know, war happens and it's unfortunate. It's a last resort and blah, 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 blah. But now it's on. And I just think this is like, it was just, I don't think she, like she called her Russian. I mean, it's so crazy. Again, wow. again she accused her of a, a capital crime, basically. That would be like me saying, Dalton, you murdered this person and I'm going public with it. You know I mean? It's that crazy, even more, because even that you wouldn't be put to death for. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how the debates I mean, I don't know how you could have a Democratic debate. Opens of floodgates is what you're saying? I mean, the, the nutless moderators of the next debates are not going to say that. Well, what did you mean by queen of the war? You know, they're not going to, they're going to be saying, do not even mention that. But, you know, I mean, Tulsi's going to have her minute and they're going to want to sideline her as much as possible. But to say, look, you know, let's just be honest. I didn't start this, but when she's going to accuse me of, you know, treason, I'm just going to, if, if we're going to, you know, we're going to go there, we're going to go there. But I just think they should be all going there. So just speaking of TV real quick, Chuck Klosterman, I, I heard say something about there were like some Clinton tapes. I think they're on Amazon Prime. It was like a year ago. Have you heard of that? No, some Bill Clinton that? tape. 
I don't know something that there was some. Well, you could buy them tapes. on Amazon. Oh, you could watch them on Amazon. It was Prime? like a documentary that was like uh, five or six episodes. It was apparently riveting. That he was just completely said recommended. It was some, some sort of. I'll, I'll look into it and I'll, and I'll send and I'll, and I'll shoot you backstage. And then the other thing I wanted to ask you is that now, but w- because of that happening, what odds are you putting at Gabbard winning because of that? I mean, again, I don't want to handicap. It was making just, a joke, Les. I was trying to be a smart uh, ass. Oh, you got me. You bust. You got me. You got me. Okay. I was anyway, just say. Yeah. So if she does, say, though, she go on attack now, though, man. She should. I hope she punches back. Well, she did punch back, but but now, like, the thing is, there's such an untapped amount of people who just hate Hillary Clinton and everything she stands for. They hate her. So many people hate her, and so if you can never say it, you can never really, you know, get that rage going. I mean, Trump can say it, and and he's got a lot of people like on his side because of that. But, you know, that's a very powerful thing. There's just a lot of people that just wanted, you know, the truth out about, you know, the Clintons and the Bushes and, you know, and like people like Ellen DeGeneres, like trying to sanitize George Bush. You see that video that they made of her, of Ellen? Uh, no. So she did this little monologue for like a minute and a half because that was, you know, her watching the game with George Bush and the criticism she got. And she just did this very like, you know, and making like jokes and like, you know, and, and I want to be friends with somebody who doesn't have the same beliefs as me. And I think that's good. And, you know, this very like sensible sounding speech, but somebody had her do the speech and she was like using like these hand gestures and they had like all like the dead Iraqis and like, you know, suffering people and like those people who were tortured the, and you know, the, the whole, uh, not Guantanamo that can't remember what that place was where they like tortured all the prisoners and like, were like playing games with them and stuff. And the last one, she's got her hands like kind of like loose by her sides open and they have a guy with a hood on with like electric cords coming out of him with the same hands behind her as she's doing her monologue. Like somebody like spliced in like (laughs) this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, like that's what you're talking about. And I I think the takeaway is, yeah, you should be friends with Bush supporters. You should be friends with Clinton supporters. You should be friends with Trump supporters because it's it's not wrong to believe something. It's not just because you supported Trump or Hillary or Bush. It doesn't make you a bad person. You know, you thought that those people were going to do a good job or you got information and that's what you thought. You're, you haven't done anything. You're just supporting somebody. That's very different from being friends with the guy that did the deed. I mean, there's a huge difference between being a Bush supporter and being George Bush, right? Like, it's not the same thing. George Bush is the guy responsible for a war that killed that's half a million right. people. The supporter of George Bush just supported him. I mean, she's right. Ellen is right in the sense of like, yeah, you should be open to people who believe different <laughs> things than you. Not the person who did the crimes, you idiot. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. Like how dumb that is. Like, no, not. Yeah. It's like if, if somebody thinks OJ is innocent, okay, that didn't kill his wife, you sh- that's fine. Be friends with that person. Who cares? But don't be friends with OJ. <laughs> Can't you tell the difference between those two yeah. things? It's like so she's actually friends with the you know the devil himself, the guy who ordered the deeds that did cause the horrors to so many people. But she's too Yeah, dumb. the other person. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Right, right. So anyway, on that note, I think that's all I yeah. really have. <laughs> all right, man. Good stuff, Liz. Hopefully we uh we we uh our news five and oh man. Dude, we're gonna we're, dude, we're not only gonna win the last three weeks, we're gonna win this fucking contest. If we went undefeated <laughs> the rest of the way, we probably win actually. It I don't would know. Take, it might take it would definitely take something. It would take something like that. that. So it starts now. I think the guy that was like twenty seven and three went oh and five this week though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right, man. Good stuff, Listen, That's called The Clinton Affair. It's investigating the history of the impeachment of proceedings of former President Bill Clinton. Supposedly, that's, a, that's something that you're right. interested in that. But um, 
We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll go five and zero this week. Good times and have, uh, have fun in your trip and yeah, don't stay up too late editing. Thanks man. Talk to you next week.